were somewhere around Barstow, on the edge of the desert, when the drugs began to take hold. Fuck yeah! Hi, I'm Dan Dunn, alongside Curtis Robinson, and this is Hunter Gatherers, a podcast where we talk to and about, we talk about Hunter S. Thompson with people who knew Hunter S. Thompson, like you, Curtis. You knew him. Yes, yes I did. Yes I did. Tell us about really that. Really well. I don't know, I thought you promised me an intro with some goddamn energy. <laughs> You know, we're in a bar, right? We got to keep it going. We're here at Lono. If you were a rock band, you would have to call it the the, uh, uh, intellectual property scoff law. Yeah, who cares, right? No, they haven't caught up to that yet in the podcast. Yeah, I think you're going to become painfully aware. You know what? I I feel like the the person who is responsible uh, for this soundtrack is here with us, so I think we're cool. uh, But before we get to that, we are at Lono in Hollywood, California. We are in the heart of Hollywood, man. We're on Hollywood Boulevard. Right by Highland, where they have the Oscars. There's all kinds of shit going on here. It's craziness. And Lono, this bar, is a an homage to Hunter S. Thompson. Curse of Lono. Huh. You got nothing to say about that? Hey, carry your weight. What? What? You what? I've got. To, I've got. To, I've got to work. Yeah. Are we still working? Yeah. 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 Lono is is about uh, the curse of Lono, and uh, it, you know at. I end up talking about Lono a lot because I, it's a book that I, I I love. I love everything about it. And you end up, it's the book that, that people who have read everything Hunter's published, it, it's a book that not a lot of them have read or, or and, and the ones who have love it. But it's, uh, uh, it's got, a, it, for one thing, it's got probably the best of the Stedman uh, drawings that I think he did. It says Stedman, you're talking about Ralph Stedman. Ralph Stedman. Artist, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, the Hunter Gatherers. Oh, the Hunter Gatherers podcast. Everybody yes, knows yes. This, it's yeah. like, it's an insider's podcast. People Sorry. say, well, it's a very yeah. insider. I'm Oops. like, yeah, hey, we don't care anymore. <laughs> we long since stopped caring. And I'm curious, uh, we could we, we could ask our, our guest here, uh, when you um, borrow from someone's work and they're on your show, I think technically you might be able to get away with that. Well, we'll see. We're going to find out. Either that, or we just have to claim satire and be done with it. Do you? Should we have a? Uh, should we have a drum roll for our guest? We should have a drum roll for our guest. We have questions. We should have a drum roll. Yes, right. he's here. He is. He he's the, the, the runs. He's the owner, president, uh, all being master of time, space, and dimension at Rhino Films. Uh, you've probably heard of some of the movies they've made. One of them. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and one of the upcoming movies, The Curse of Lono. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Stephen Nemeth. Thank you for having me. How are you, brother? I'm very well indeed. Good. It's the technically the third time I've been on the show. What happened that first time, Stephen? Oh. Could you tell us? <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you. I'm so glad you mentioned it. I'm so glad you mentioned it. <laughs> I'm just readjusting my ears. Um, <laughs> Cur- oh, Curtis. Uh, Reminded me that the first uh, time I sat down with you chaps, we were, I was on my A game and I was just fire, brilliant. Fire. I thought brilliant, brilliant beyond. Uh, it was one of the best interviews. The word ever ethereal has been used. It was otherworldly. It was. It was. <laughs> it, I mean, to the extent that there's the Academy Award of Podcasts, it would have been nominated for sure. 
In any event, uh, I was informed about halfway through, about half, 30 minutes in, that um, we weren't recording. Which really, you know, I mean, talk about, talk, talk about get going flaccid, you know, my God, it's really hard to get it back going again, you know, round two. But I, you know, I, I, I picked up my, uh, what is it? You grab your bootstraps. What, what the hell pull you yourself up by your pull, bootstraps. I yeah. myself up by my bootstraps. I thought our, se- I thought our second go round was much more polished. Frankly, mm. oh yeah. well, that's great. And then there's some some sort of silver lining. Well, I'm looking at the. You realize it's a bit it's a bit self serving that you think that. I'm looking at the equipment right now, and I'm almost sure that it's recording. So. I just want to say I want to say one thing on this day. What's what is the 17th of of January of January this morning? Just to give you an idea of how in, in, incredibly, um, you know, sort of uh, omnipresent Hunter has become in our in in our popular culture um andrea mitchell on msnbc this morning was talking to somebody and she said well if the republicans get their way and they are allowed to uh no if the, if the democrats get their way and they're and and, and we're allowed to, interview, to 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 have witnesses at the impeachment trial do you think that the democrats are going to be okay if the republicans Call in Hunter Thompson to testify. <laughs> she said Hunter Thompson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then she caught herself and she said, I, I, I mean Hunter Biden. But I mean, that's Andrea Mitchell. Come on, that's genius. I Andrea mean, must have known Hunter, right? Like, I'm yeah. sure she did. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're all. The, I'm sure they partied back in the day. What do you think? I just. What do, you think, what do you think Hunter would have made of all this? Because I mean, this feels like, to me, it feels like something. It, it, might have brought out a, a level of genius that we hadn't even seen before. Because, I mean, I would just love to get his take on what's happening right now. Well, I think one of the most amazing things is that, did I say the most amazing? I mean, the most amazing thing is that uh, everything that we're reading that he wrote 20, 30, 35, 40 years ago is is it couldn't be more timely. It's, it's prescient. It's spot on. It's serendipitous. It's all the things that he probably did not want to be correct about. But I mean, I can't believe how many times in a week I'm sent something, a quote from Hunter or an article from uh, by Hunter and where it's, you know, drawing a parallel between what's going on, you know, in our lives today. He was so ahead of his time. He was so clever and, well, I'll, I'll borrow a little bit from a recent uh, piece, and I think, oh, I should know this, but I think it was The Atlantic where the writer made, a, I thought, a great point, because I've said that too. I would look at the parallels, and I think we mean the same thing, but the writer made the point that uh, maybe it's not a parallel. It's the same thing. Hmm. It's not parallel at all. It is, you know, knowing the future is easy, knowing the timetable is hard. So maybe we just got a respite because when you read this stuff that Hunter wrote about uh, George Wallace and uh, his run and uh, some of the stuff that, that went on there and his, his ability to say, look, you know, people are pissed off, right? And someone's going to fire them up one day. And, and it's interesting that, that years later, Donald Trump is the person that fired up a lot of pissed off Americans. You got to sit around and say, you know, really? And, and then, you, then you reach into Hell's Angels you know, the frustration of the Hells Angels. And you begin to see, you know, they, you know Edward Abbey, the, the fantastic 
wilderness writer said he only had one hero and it was Hunter Thompson. And it's because he was a seer. He's one who sees. And you go back and look at some of the stuff. Some of the stuff he wrote about endless wars well, the ni- before I mean, 9-11. No, was but this was the day after 9-11. On 9-12, you remember this on ESPN, he posted this piece. One day, and he says, the towers are gone now, reduced to bloody rubble, along with all hopes for peace in our time, in the United States or any other country. Make no mistake about it. We are at war now with somebody, and we will stay at war with that mysterious enemy for the rest of our lives. Mm. Think about that. And here it is, 20 fucking years later, and he's right, you know. It will be a religious war, a sort of Christian jihad, fueled by religious hatred and led by merciless fanatics on both sides. It will be guerrilla warfare on a global scale, with no front lines and no identifiable enemy. Mm. Could literally be saying that on the evening news tonight, tonight. and yeah. it would be true. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, uh, we are going to punish somebody for this attack. But just who or what will be blown to smithereens for is hard to say. Maybe Afghanistan, maybe Pakistan, or Iraq. Still going on. Possibly all three at once. Who knows? Not even the generals in what remains of the Pentagon or the New York papers calling for war seem to know who did it or where to look for them. Also, what underscores what's uh, what underscores the, the profundity of this, too, is, is that... He was revered by the left and the right, or feared by the left and the right. He wasn't really pigeonholable. He was friends with Bill Buckley. He was friends with Catherine Graham. He was friends with everybody in between, uh, or you know, or had a relationship with everybody in between. And you, you know, he had a really hard time figuring out who this, what really made this guy tick. He was really, really, really. I think the, uh, you know, he was the epitome of of uh, of an independent mind and and a and a, a lone wolf and a lone soldier. And oh yeah, you would, ha- you would have uh, competitor you, and you would have uh, very left leaning, I would say, liberal reporters coming from very liberal magazines, and they would come to expect that almost a I don't know what they expected, but it seemed like they expected something scholarly. They did not expect to run into a, a, a whiskey fueled lifetime NRA member you know, blowing up propane canisters in his backyard for fun. He turned his home into a rod and gun club because he was afraid of his Second Amendment rights being taken away. And, you know, it's like, all right. But yet his hatred of Nixon was strong enough to cast a shadow. So good. <laughs> that is so good. I would, you know, love to be a fly in the wall with a moment with Trump and, and Hunter. That would be so It would be short. Delicious. <laughs> Uh, you know, maybe they could ride in a limo like you did with Nixon and uh, 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 talk about football so that, you know, they, they could do that. But, you know, to, speaking of, of, of him back in, in that time, um, you're involved in not one, but I think two films. Four. All right. If you really, if you factor the uh, five. No, nine. (laughs) I'm like, like, no, I'm like the president. Well, uh, (laughs) currently I'm on my 934th Hunter Thompson film. uh, No, I made Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and retained this uh, remake rights, and I'm going to remake it, and we're currently, you know, putting it together now as an animated sequel. And uh, we just, we developed The Curse of Lono, which we're going to shoot in Hawaii fairly soon. You had said covering the Honolulu Marathon. I believe it's the Waikiki Marathon specifically. Is that? What, they have a marathon? Yeah, don't they? Oh. I thought it was the Waikiki Beach Marathon, isn't it? I may or may not be. Hey, oh my God.
God. That we have we have oh the Oh my God! The here. lovely Marjorie Simpkin yes. just arrived. She's mm. she's legendary. And oh, and Bobby just arrived. Yeah. But uh, yeah. oh, good, good, good. So these are future guests. Well, uh, and when I say future, I mean the next in five the next, minutes. Yeah. The immediate future. Uh, the immediate future. But um, and then there's this the prequel to Fear and Loathing, which Bobby Kennedy just just directed, which I produced, which he will talk about, and so I will not elaborate on that any further. Uh, so I think that makes four. You know. So, uh, so you, we take those. We take. Um, when do we make Hell's Angels? Come on. You know, I think Cusack had Hell's Angels for quite a long time. I'm really surprised it actually hasn't gotten made. But um, well, you know, I have that book he signed for me. So there was one point where Hunter was like, "You should fucking, you should write it." Hmm. And he gave me the copy of the book, and he and he wrote, "Here's to the movie." Remember that? You seen mm-hmm. it by Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think I'm working to, on it. I just think trying to claim that as a binding contract was a bad move on our part. <laughs> frankly, I, going, I would do it. I would write it. Sure. Yes, his attorneys had us for. I think one night we were we were in a fucking haze of drugs, and I was telling him my take on how to make the movie, and he's like, "Jesus, fucking yeah, you should fucking write it. Just do it now." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah I, as I recall, Hunter really loved unsolicited advice about how his book should be handled. Uh, no, but I think you it, know you it, are lucky to be alive. It came. No, he was actually genuinely enthusiastic about it that, I'm sure that he night, was. and then the next yeah. day it was. It Who are you away. again? Went away. Yeah, I was like, oh, what? Yeah. By the way, Hunter's take on an animated fear and loathing was mm, fucking cartoons, cartoons, huh? fucking cartoon. I think anyone who wants to know what Hunter thinks about animation in his movies should see, and you can find it online, his uh, uh, conversation with uh, Alex Cox that was filmed by uh, the great Wayne Ewing. And uh, that, that's, a well, you know. Yeah, we already went into that. It's, how, how do people get to, I mean, it's, what is it? A, 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 it's a YouTube classic of the tension between Alex Cox and Hunter Thompson when Alex went to visit Hunter to get his, technically his blessing to direct the movie. Boy, did it not turn out the way he had expected. It is, as, as I always say, you know, we, we watched the actual full-length thing the first time, and then we watched a couple snuff films to come down. <laughs> it, was a, it was a difficult, it's a difficult piece of video to watch. Mm. Full disclosure, <laughs> I, I've never seen a snuff film. No, me neither. Just, just, I just need to clarify that. That's why you're so tense. <laughs> I'm not sure that I'm, I'm not sure that I would support the snuff film industry. I just think it, you know, I, I have some. Oh, oh, but you've got to do the, you've, you've got to do the local holistic organic. You can't go to big snuff. I just had a great idea. What if, you know, they have snuff in the UK, you know, you take a pinch of that. Oh, sure. And you stick it sure. in your nostril. It's sort of like it's sort of like a combination between a cigar and cocaine. Well, a lot of people put it between their cheek and gum. And so why don't happen. we make a snuff film? It's a it's a it's a snuff film. And oh, uh, that's a great idea. Just we'll call it a snuff film. We just call, oh yeah, I like it. I like I'll, it too. I'll, I'll, this, this is why you're. This is why why you're you're a legend in in Hollywood, right I like here. It. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, so tell us about. No, it's classic uh, you know, already. Now, you're making news in the hunter world, in the hunterverse. Mm-hmm. Animated remake of, of Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's going to be interesting. That's one. Then, uh, uh, but you're also. Uh, and we'll talk to Bobby later. Hang on, it's my wife. Sweetie, I'm on a, doing a podcast right now, and you're on it. Say hi. If you're with Wayne and Margaret, I just realized I could pick up, take Francis home. Oh, I just, oh, no, I meant say say something relevant on the podcast, because you're actually yeah. saying it right now. Yeah. We love Hunter Thompson. Oh, yes, um, we do. Okay, yeah. no, don't worry about it. Okay. Bye, love you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
that was my wife calling about picking up uh, the child of Wayne Kramer, because Wayne Kramer, who is scoring Freak Power, or the prequel to Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, is from the legendary band uh, and the MC5, and he's coming later to be interviewed by you, Curtis, and his son goes to the same school as my son, and my wife was offering to pick up the child, and I had her just announce that. So you just raised By the way, uh, uh, Whitney Houston just got in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but not the MC5. What? Well, that can't be true. It's true. And not nothing. Soundgarden. They're, uh, they're yeah. controversial, but we'll, well, by the way, you should ask him about that tonight. It'll be great. He's great. You'll love him. And I Mom. think you're setting me up. I think you're going to get me punched. Uh, no, not at all. No, all right. no. He's, he's a lover, not a fighter. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. And he's probably, and you could probably kick his ass. Oh, I'm sure of that. Yeah, well, then don't worry about it. So I, I think it's important to pass the torch to either Bobby or Marjorie because I think that they're under a time constraint but let should we do like a minute and a half on the uh, well let's let's do a teaser i.e a, do a teaser. Yes, let's do a teaser. fluff let's fluff the uh, animation situation and then we'll do another episode on it well if you could yes but tell us all the things that you think are coming up in the near future film wise in my world or in yes, the hunter world in the hunter world oh god um you know, it's interesting because right after we finally made the deal on Fear and Loathing, which was one of those deals that, you know, the, 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 um, the chain of title of which could be published, it's just so incredible. Um, I then realized, I'm an idiot, why didn't I tie up more pieces of material? Because literally that, you know, year, I'd like to say that week, you know, five, six, eight or ten of the biggest, you know, movie stars at that time in the world, some of them still are, snapped up all of the books. Uh, and, and by the way, Sean Penn had Lano for a long time. Um, I think Cusack uh, got uh, Hell's Angels. I think, you know, God, there was a Brad Pitt connection. There was a... Any Nick, A-listers Nick at all? Anybody Anybody <laughs> we'd have heard of? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then Johnny got a couple of books and, uh, and so on and so on. Um, but... Um, but all I know that's coming up, I mean, is honestly, there's a bunch of, there's a television series that I, I had a right, I had the rights to do a TV, re, you know, spinoff of the movie and I didn't take advantage of it and somebody else is doing it now. I might have a different take. Then uh, Judy Clancy and her daughters uh, have all the, uh, um, the, all the correspondences between their husband, father, respectively, John Clancy, who was the lawyer for Hunter Thompson. And we are probably going to do a series based upon the relationship between Hunter and his lawyer, which would be a lot of fun. Kind of like, um, uh, well, it would be like, <laughs> it would be a trippy legal drama. Let's put it that way. Um, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure how to pitch it yet, but we'll f we will figure you want, it out. You might, you might want to work on that pitch, but I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. I'm sorry, I didn't even. I, I but didn't that's even, right. You don't have. I have. You don't have to pitch. No, You're I, pitching I, to I, yourself. I, yeah, I didn't even expect to be asked it. So I'm sorry for for the uh, crude the crude state in which it is is it, it is in. But um, so of the stuff that's coming up, it's really animated. Fear and loathing. It's Bobby's movie that's coming out, which is currently titled Freak Power and. I mean, a Fear and Loathing in Aspen, it might be changed to Freak Power in Woody Creek or Fear and Loathing in Woody Creek, and then there's the animated Fear and Loathing. And then there'll probably be a few things that are spun off from that. And um, he's, it's the Hunter, it's not even a Hunter Renaissance, it's the Hunter, it's the decade of Hunter. You know, I mean, he has really blossomed finally. I think we made Fear and Loathing too early, to be honest with you, even though it's mercifully still got legs and it's, you know, still revered and not. But don't don't you think it kind of, don't you think it kind of, 
may have fueled oh, it did. the, it, the, it the did. way now. I mean, yeah. you know, in uh, uh, American culture, we might as well face it, we're going to rank writers by yeah. who played them in the movies, you know. And he's got Bill Murray, Johnny Depp. Yeah, that's that's true. I, I you know, I I, I, I I stand corrected. I think it was a, a wonderful time to make it. Um, I just feel as though it was the kind of movie that should have at the time done a whole lot better than it did but but interestingly enough i would rather have a movie that that is a you know that sort of doesn't move mountains at the time and then sticks to your gut and is around forever than something that has a is a blip in the radar makes a little a little or a lot of money up front and then fades this movie is this movie is you know remembered and revered and appreciated and and not an embarrassment to anybody that was in, you know, that it touched it. Speaking of embarrassing movies, here I have a pitch for you. Mm-hmm. This dog, okay, this guy's a dog. The dog takes a shit. Yeah. And the shit looks like Jesus, uh-huh. right? So he films it, puts it on YouTube, it becomes a giant sensation. The dog, the religious groups come out, it becomes this giant thing because of this. And the movie's called Holy Shit. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Right. I, you know, I think it's a short, but <laughs> <laughs> like 25 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure if you're going to, you know, screen in, in Alabama. Sa- but Sa- Sachi, Sachi and Sachi's on mine, too. They want to they want to license it for a commercial. I, so, by the way, for, for practical purposes, I, I'm, I'm going to allow you to cut me loose. So we can right, invite a couple right. guests. But let's do a whole show in the animation stuff. All right. Thank you so much. 